This works. And then the world keeps spinning. Or uh, muting right on. Nope. Hi, muggles. What's up? How y'all living? Hope everyone's doing swell. That's a word that I really need to investigate. Who, how they came up with swell? I've got no idea. That's Joe. That's Demo Joe. All up in your face. It's your (laughs) favorite wizard that you didn't know existed. Your boy V. And I got Demo Joe. He is back and in action. And great timeline. Look, I'm trying to. I had a. You know when you have like a really good thing that you're about to say, but you don't have it fully formed, and you can't say that shit. (laughs) That definitely was just happening right now. At that one million percent, was like, oh, that'll be good. No, but I gotta like remember what the fuck I'm gonna say for it to be good. So yeah, yo, what's good, y'all? We here, we talking. We're gonna talk about Kanye West and Iran. I guarantee you have never heard of that combo happening in your life before. And if you say you did, you are so full of shit. Like the level of shit that you're full of is sad. It's it's bad, bad, bad. Aranye? Aranye. It's got a good ring. I'm willing to bet that there will be a child named Aranye. <laughs> there, there, there has to be. They're like, wait, this super tangent. You ever meet anyone named Beverly that was young? Like, nope. I've never met a Beverly that wasn't like mid fifties. I know I got a relative named Beverly, but but again, I can't. I didn't know her when I when she was young. So like, she's older than me. So yeah, that make yeah. I can't think of any Beverlys. That that yeah. And, today's topics not prepared at all. See, this is why we work so perfectly because I'm definitely I'm always prepared to talk about yay. Uh, oh, is that how I should refer to him now? Yay! No, nah, you gotta listen to some <laughs> albums first. We go, we go. Oh, okay, all right. We go right. get fair you right. on. Fair we go right. put you on right, and then you. Then from there, you'll be good. But he on bullshit. He, he's on some bullshit. Like bros speaking weird. And then we had this cool deal, and we got the dude, the deal maker, the art of the deal with Iran. Now I can't fucking say Iran without doing that stupid accent now. (laughs) (laughs) Iran! Iran, y'all. So we pulled out uh, of the Iran deal. I personally don't know too much of what the fuck that means. (laughs) I can help with that. Okay. I don't get this shit. Like, I don't really know where to start. We're going to start with Iran first, y'all. Iran if you don't know, is constantly going through massive, what what were they like, I don't want to say like revolt or revolutions. That, I think that, like the Green Revolution. Yeah, yeah. like almost 10 years ago, but uh, there's, yeah. But it's, there's, there's, there's always like upheaval and yeah, yeah like Between tension. the moderates and more extreme elements. Are hard. Yeah, and 
it's one of those places to where I've always been just fascinated by how how like how the fuck did Iran become like the place to where it is right now? Like that's super super confusing to me. All I know is CIA. Shout out to the Watcher, your fed ass. That they <laughs> more than likely, or is it more than likely? They probably are the reason why a lot of the shit is how it is out there. Like, didn't we like send some people to go run up in their shit and then be like, "Yo, fuck yeah, we tried to get rid of their incredibly elected leader and uh, did." go great for us in the long run uh, that's a whole thing <laughs> that's what always confused me it's like democracy and shit we always like democracy democracy but it's like when you get that they're like nah 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 it's, it's not that good old u.s made democracy but the u.s is an empire anyway <laughs> so but i i don't like why why pull out of this deal like even if as much as no as little as i know this deal helps prevent Iran from getting nuclear weapons. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> I am all for no one having, I don't, even, I don't even want us to have nuclear weapons. Just like no one have them. Why not keep the deal? <laughs> like, so yeah, the, the problem with the deal, at least in the eyes of the Trump administration, is that it essentially like kicked the can down the road. Right? We made a deal with the Iranians that today they would be allowed to develop nukes. And essentially, 20 to 30 years from now, there's like a sunsetting clause that's caused all this controversy. But the key of the deal was the Iranians were struggling under sanctions from the international community. Mm -hmm. They were working. They wanted to make a deal, and they were willing to give up their nuke program, at least for the next couple of decades, in exchange for releasing those sanctions. Well, you said a couple of decades. Yep. That's a long-ass time. Yep. I believe the sunsetting ended with all the different elements of 2030. Um, then what the fuck is the problem? Longer. Some of it runs 25 years from 2015. So um, that's the, the challenge in my mind. Is if you want to talk about the art of the deal, there has to be some element of compromise. You give up something, I give up something. That'll, yeah. That's an inherent deal. You can't make a deal with someone where you just steal everything from them and you get nothing in return. That's not a deal. I'm, I mean, you could, like, the election. But, like... <laughs> You could just but like, no one's going to sign that in the right mind. You got to holler at your boy Putin. You do that. Hey, Putin, I'm over here. You know, y'all got whatever y'all got on me. You know, I, I can't get money from none of these other banks out here. Slide me a couple pieces of change. Let me get a couple racks. I get in the presidency. And then I might like, I, I, cool, we good. Like, what you need? <laughs> like, tell me what you want. Because I, 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 it makes no sense to me. And I, I understand that, one, I'm not nearly as knowledgeable as I would want to be on the topic. It's still, it, it just, from reading tidbits and just even hearing that, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Here goes a country that wants a nuke, and most likely not for the best reasons that want a nuke. I don't really know what good reasons there are to want a nuke, <laughs> now that I say that. So that's like, uh, hey, buddy, can you kind of fucking keep the deal? And then, wait, and then North Korea. So, yeah, we, we can't talk about the Iranian deal without mentioning North Korea as well as Libya. And um, I bring up Libya. and It's kind of forgotten. But back in 2011, Gaddafi, the leader of Libya, got drawn out of a yeah, ditch and they, shot by his own people. They fucked him up. Um, 
And essentially, the elements of that deal were pretty straightforward. And this is probably the only element of like the North Korean uh, view of things that I agree with. They they view Libya as a warning sign. You yeah, make a like deal we with the West. You don't build nukes. You've got no trump card. And the economic integration we promised the Libyan government never really happened. And then their own people rose up and killed the guy. Now, I've got no sympathy off at all. But yeah, it's pretty I'm clear. Young Kim over there, little Kim. He ain't dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, for dude to still be, like, around as long as he's been. And then it doesn't really seem like anything different is happening as opposed to what previous regimes in North Korea have done and what they've done to previous presidents. Like, I do think it's amazing to talk with South Korea and get together and both sides walk over the border. Like, that was adorable to me. I was like, oh, my God, look at this. Like, I'm, I feel good. Shout out to Samsung. And <laughs> but I'm thinking, like, okay, if you just pulled out of this deal with Iran, who might more than likely be way more hell-bent on doing some damage than North Korea, it seems to me that North Korea and Kim Jong-un is more so, like, I need this shit for survival and protection. Yes. As opposed to like, he really wants to do it. Like, I mean, he's still getting his bins and Dennis Rodman come hang out with him every once in a while. But Iran, they seem like they are really, as we like to say, about that life. Like, they are so about <laughs> that. Like, this is no fucking game yeah. to them. Their ambitions extend far beyond their state borders. North Korea, like you said, Kim Jong-un just wants his family in power. That's it. The Iranians, though, they've got a vision of the entire Middle East. I'm like, then what the fuck do you do? See, this is the only thing with fucking bitch-ass Trump that I'm always just thinking, like, what do, what do people do? Because it's not just, I'm just thinking, like, national security. Like, it's a big thing. And, yeah, you didn't get everything you may have wanted out of this deal or whatnot. I really feel like most of the shit that comes down with this dude is just, like, the narcissistic behavior. And then getting his homies some bread and 100% like erasing anything that Obama did. It seems like they are hell bent on. If it got touched by that black man, that beautiful black man, they are out there like, no, rip this shit apart. Well, and when you rip it apart and you don't have a plan B, pretty terrifying, especially when it comes <laughs> yeah. to Iran. Um, you have no plan B, there's nothing in place. Uh, shattered our, our trust with our European allies on this. Yeah. If anything, they're trying to still enforce the deal, which could set up European business interests against, you know, American sanctions. Yeah, I'm just always like, dude, we're, we keep seemingly, when I keep hearing there's America first shit, I'm just always, where the fuck is the stuff that's good for America? Like, I would, like, I've yet to have anyone explain to me that trickle down economics work. So I'm like, okay, we just go throw that, and that shit's been proven to not work or whatnot. <laughs> Now, help me understand what's being done that's making things better for U.S. citizens. I, I don't think people, and I don't, I don't pre presume to know what muggles really want in their life or whatnot. I think it's really basic. Let me be able to go to college without paying a trillion dollars, not be in debt, get a decent job. I don't even think people, most people want a good job. They're like, just give me a decent job where... I can go on vacation and still do the stuff like I would want to do. Let me be able to buy a home, raise some kids, and then my kids not have to live somewhere super far because it's just crazy expensive or whatnot. Like, I think it's really basic. And 
it just seems that like it's so easy to warp folks' mind, like the 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 Fox News and what time. And at first, I remember like right as we talked, I just started looking more at Fox News. Just like maybe they're not like all oh, just super propaganda. And I watched this shit for like two days. I was like, holy shit, this is scary. Like they are just pounding you with that narrative. And they don't stop. It's it's like it's constant. No, it's very effective when you can get uh, people in you know swing states in the middle of the country mm-hmm. caring about the Iranian deal. That is an accomplishment. This is a highly technical, really wonky and nerdy and relatively boring. Yeah, for the average American. But once you spin it, uh, you know we were joking about how to pronounce Iran before, like with the Fox News accent. So once you start saying these folks' names and making them sound really like foreign and nefarious and you layer on uh, uh, the religious aspect to it and you've got the perfect recipe to turn people against the deal that frankly put America first to begin with. Yeah, I'm like, yo, you can look like you ain't got to worry about motherfuckers dropping bombs on you, my man. Even though that's like one of the few things in, the, in America that I'm like, I don't think I've ever really worried about like a missile. <laughs> like... <laughs> South Korea, they got fucking the whole DMZ, just like everything pointed right at them. And they're like, not too far away. Like, countries have experienced these things. And yeah, we, we had September 11th that happened, but we've never experienced anything like other countries are experiencing. Like, it's, it's insane. And to have like that type of peace, and then to one, I don't think not appreciate it. But then when you see something that either like furthers it, especially when it's someone that like genuinely wants to fuck you up mm. i don't get it like I, it just it saddens me to see that it's really that easy to manipulate folks oh it is um again especially when you're dealing with something that isn't just black and white right like the way the president views a deal is i either get everything i want and i give up nothing or the deal is terrible right <laughs> which makes no sense at all in international relations and what makes this worse for us is like, look, at the end of the day, the Iranians were never our friends, right? Like they yeah. were supplying all kinds of tech and know-how and weapons to groups like Hezbollah and Hamas. Um, they were supplying the explosives, the IEDs that killed um, hundreds of American soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan. Like they're not our buddies. But at the end of the day, um, what we've done is we've really embarrass the moderate regime the current president yeah. of iran is a moderate at least as moderate as one yeah. can get in iran just to <laughs> clarify that yeah this is no hillary clinton let's be <laughs> um, public service announcement the duce is being open oh, yeah. the duce is being let's open um so by destroying this deal we've just given all the hardliners in the country all the political ammunition they need to just bash the crap out of the moderate the hardliners can point to this and say, look, you tried to make a deal with the United States and look what happened. I mean, I understand them too, for shit. I try to make deals with the United States and they ain't never looked out for me. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it, man. Like, come on, just, just cut me up. Just slide me something, Uncle Sam. Like, that's it. But yep. the feds go fed. That's, that's annoying. I, I do I do like that with a lot of the stuff that's happening, it's um what would be the word? It's refreshing to see 
the level of interest a lot of these things are bringing. Because I've always been fascinated by just the world and just seeing how other countries interact with us and whatnot. And I've always had this weird fascination with like the State Department. Like you never hear anything about like ambassadors or anything really, especially not now. So I do like that it's bringing a lot of these things that are extremely vital to like the forefront. Cause I don't think you get the Iran deal without like ambassadors being there and working and understanding how like the people work in that country or any country that we're interacting with, or like, was it the Paris climate agreement? I don't think you get that without ambassadors just constantly yep. like going away. So that, that's something y'all yeah, probably get that on another episode of doing some state department. shit. Oh yeah. Up in here. Then the, the one thing that made me think, this, these two things go hand in hand, hand in hand is because me watching Fox a bunch. And then, of course, Kanye black ass, he started tweeting shit and he got the fucking MAGA hat on. And then I'm like, oh, why y'all do a this? signed MAGA hat. Man, he got it signed. <laughs> I was like, ooh, damn. Like, I can't even front. I can't even hate on that. Like, he, at least he came official with it. But, but it was a... I saw a parallel. I saw from watching those just, I couldn't do longer than two days of Fox News. Like, I could. Like, I was. <laughs> I'm impressed. I was really like looking at shit differently. Like, no, 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 no. I cannot let this get to my brain like that. And that, that like propaganda feel or just what it is and to how. So, Kanye, a few weeks ago, he came back online on Twitter and he went in and he started tweeting about free being a free thinker and it's all about love and i started hearing a bunch of or seeing a bunch of people who i have never heard use the term free thinker that shit just popped up everywhere everybody was free thinking and it was confusing as shit to me and i was just like oh shit look at that like look at the power one being can wield and it just made me think of propaganda and i will not be the first or the last person to like attempt to say what he really means or whatnot. I don't know. I don't know that man like that. Uh, love his music to dev musical fan and whatnot. But yeah, there's certain shit. There was like, no matter how much I like appreciate the art and what you do, there's some shit that just for me, like I stand for, like you just attaching yourself to shit. That's just, that's out there fucking up people. Like, like me so uh yeah like you detached my man but that was the interesting thing to me is just to see on how you can get programmed so quickly and it was funny i was talking to uh a friend of mine i'm not gonna put him on blast but his name is derek and <laughs> derek is your fault but he he like hit me up and everyone knows i'm a huge kanye fan like his music is just touched me so much and he's like man yeah you need to get up on this free thinking and i just replied like can you name one other fucking time you have ever said free thinking to me and then i've yet to have find anybody like i had a one of my brothers he explained what he thought the term meant and i still have yet to have anyone like can we agree on a definition as to what the fuck free thinking is and no, no one can. I'm like, yo, I personally don't think what, none of this shit is free. Like, we're all influenced by something. And that's the thing to me that seemingly that like, it feels too much just like propaganda is too catchy. It's too catchy. Oh, free thinking. 
oh, like love. I'm I'm about love. Like, yeah, this shit is easy as fuck to say, but what's the actions behind it? You can't. It's you wear this the Make America Great Again hat, and then he's like, yo, I love Donald Trump. He my boy. He had said if he would have voted, he would have voted for him. They shared dragon energy. Supposedly. The dragon, yo, that shit. Oh man, I was so annoyed. He connected Trump <laughs> to dragon energy. I was like, fuck, <laughs> this shit is dope, but we can't have him. You with it? Like, shit. Like, <laughs> like, all right, I give credit. Like, if he got the, if he got it, he got it. Whatever. But those two things, just like it, just kind of kept reinforcing to me, just like the amount of. It changed my mind as to what I understand America's export to be, what we produce. We, capitalism is marketing. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what I've gotten like since last year. Like, this shit is all fucking marketing, software and marketing. <laughs> like, yep. these manufacturing jobs, they go on, y'all. Like, I'm just going to say that. But it was the interesting thing to where he comes back to Twitter. He says all the crazy shit or just I won't even label it crazy he says stuff that he believes to himself I'm assuming to be true and that he stands by cool do your thing and then he has albums coming out so no matter how much I attempt to go like oh no he just wanted to talk about this stuff and say it I still gotta look at the four other tweets that are like this album dropping I executive produced it this album dropped I produced this I'm like wait huh this is very interesting. Uh, you sure we ain't just getting this because some albums about to drop now? Like, ah, uh, it's hard for me to 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 exclude that. Yes, and that's the thing that's made me the most annoyed by it all. What I do love, I do love that no matter how much I might not agree with his his stance or whatever it is he might be saying, or how much I might I might agree, I love that it's pushing people to more so respect people with different thought, like that freedom of thought or whatnot, be able to think what you want to think. And then, yeah, my only thing is when people say shit and like, oh, free speech, free speech. I'm like, yeah, free speech. I believe, yeah, you can say whatever the hell you want. But that also means that you got to be able to take whatever the hell will come mm-hmm. back to you. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing that just killing me with a lot of this shit. Like, wait, time the fuck out. If you go say this weird or just off the wall shit. You better be prepared to get hit with some weird off the wall shit. When you said that uh, Kanye had all those tweets, and then right at the end, all the albums dropping, like that was my view of it. It was all a, a marketing ploy to get everyone to talk about it. That's all it is in my view. There's no way he actually believes some of this stuff. It's gotta be marketing. I don't know. He's like, gotta I, be smarter than he appears here. I. I deeply hope that he is smarter than I'm me. being an optimist <laughs> yeah, like, uh. like, that's my boy and like uh, with the tiny easy coats he wrote this amazing article in the Atlantic that you all should read wait let me get the title of it I'm pretty sure I'm not black I'm Kanye and it it reminded me of uh Jay-Z has a song Oh my God, why can I not remember the name of the song? It's going to drive me crazy. Oh, it'll come back to me. He had J-Bo, the character in it. But he has this line in there where he's like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. And it like perfectly sums up so much stuff to where OJ, he like wanted to separate himself from being black, from mm-hmm. like being considered black or whatnot. And 
Coates in the article he talked a lot about Michael Jackson and how it's like it's like God, like this living guy, like the moonwalk, everything. But you saw him get lighter and lighter and lighter, like that blackness vanishing. And it's interesting because the parallels that he makes to Kanye, they're 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 really really interesting. And it's this thing to where it made me think more and more about, I guess, how you can, like, lose touch to just being connected to something, like, connected mm-hmm. to your culture. Uh, he, he had, like, a comment on TMZ where he's like, oh, slavery, like, 400 years? Like, that sounds like a choice to me. And he later cleared it up by saying that he meant that today, now, we shouldn't black people, people of color, however, I guess he was just saying black people, they shouldn't have like the slave mentality. And that's a really interesting thing to me because it's still this thing to where it's like, yeah, I don't, I know damn sure I don't have no slave mentality, but I also am aware of what the fuck reality is Mm -hmm. to me right now. And it just seems like a dude who's just, you rich as fuck. Like you did an interview and you got like, fucking like 300 acres of land you're like walking in the land you own like my g like yeah bro that that's some different shit like that's some the south side of chicago (laughs) exactly a long ways away from that your wife is kim kardashian west like bruh it's hard for me to kind of catch on to what a lot of what you're saying because it's I don't like, regardless of how society, the world, we as beings have putting people, put people on platforms and pedestals and given them like this huge amount of power, whether they want it or not. I think when you do something that you know you're going to be a public figure and people are going to watch you and no matter how much you might not want those people to look up to you or be whatever it is. I still think it's your responsibility because you still chose that path and you know, you, I, I think today if you get, you become famous or whatnot, there's no excuse to me to be like, Oh, I didn't know that people would be hearing me or do what I say. It's like, are you fucking kidding no, me? Like for me, when I look at Kanye being like a leader in his community, right? Like you've got two currencies, trust and legitimacy, and he just burns through both so fucking fast. man. He's got no legitimacy to your point, being able to speak certain issues in in, in the nation's period. So hearing him, uh, oh, what what uh, to run for president in twenty twenty? Right? I don't know how serious he actually. No, nah, he's gonna do two thousand twenty four. Oh, that's said, right. Yeah, yeah. you gotta um, do that. That sucks for him, because I'm going to run and win. Yeah, Kanye running for president. I wish I could say that is so far-fetched and dumb and crazy, but you never know these days. You know, Who knows? if Kanye ran it was 2016, 2017, or whatnot, if he ran then, I would have, that would have been more outlandish to me than Trump. <laughs> like, No, no, it would have been more believable, I mean, than Trump. I fuck. I don't know if it's because I have like relatives and whatnot in New York, but there was never. I never heard anything remotely positive about Donald Trump. <laughs> and it was just oh, yeah, like they all hate him. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Like you're talking about a guy who during 9/11, like literally moments after the towers fell, you're talking about a guy who was bragging about how his building, building was yeah. now the tallest 
I'm like, like, yo. That is Donald Trump in a nutshell, right? And that is why New Yorkers hate him. I was like, this is crazy. Among many other things. This motherfucker. The one thing I give him, though, Donald Trump is honest. It reminds me of uh, what they say in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Captain Jack Crow. He said, you can always trust a dishonest person to honestly be dishonest. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, facts. Like, it's scary that we crave authenticity that badly. We'll <clears throat> turn to Donald Trump. That's, that's what always just like makes me laugh because I'm always just like, my man didn't tell y'all anything he wasn't going to do. Like, he is doing everything he said he would. And he's actually doing better than I thought he would have. I thought he would have just like bounced by then, like, fuck this. I'm over this shit. Like, this shit is whack. <laughs> but the, the Donald Trump is the white Kanye. <laughs> You're right. He totally is. He's like, he out there, like, it's me. It's all about me. Like, uh, I'm, you know who Virgil is? No. Virgil? Talking about, like, the Roman poet <laughs> way back when? Like, no, he is. <laughs> <laughs> that ended up, yeah, we're very different people, aren't we? <laughs> so, Virgil uh, is the... Men's menswear designer for Louis Vuitton now. Oh, Child yeah, I'm Virgil. totally familiar with that brand. Yeah, and uh, I go there, and that gap, <laughs> I, I rotate between the two. So he, he, uh, yeah, he runs that now. Really huge thing. Uh, first black dude to run, like, I guess you can say that's the biggest fashion house. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like the biggest. I don't know if you would say the most renowned. Hermes might be the most like pinnacle or whatnot. I love LV or whatnot. I love the LVMH group. I love uh, Bernard Ar- Arnault, the founder. Great businessman. But uh, him and Kanye, great friends, best friends, however. I don't know exactly how close they are or whatnot. He used to work with Kanye, do like a lot of creative directing with them. Like they're collaborators and whatnot. And Virgil started this line called Off-White. Came crazy huge. It was everywhere. Is everywhere. And Kanye was doing this interview and there's this section in the interview where they ask him about how he felt about Virgil getting the job to run Louis Vuitton. And it was the most angering thing because he stopped and he's like, hold on, I got to think about it. And then he, he made this statement. I could be paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure I was pretty close to it. He's like, yeah, he told me about it like five minutes before it went on the news or like it, it was public. And it was like super, super childish, like how it was said. And mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah, but like when people tell me stuff, they, they know how I might react. So they just tell me in certain ways. I'm like, yo, if my motherfucking friend, my boy just got like the biggest job or just like this crazy deal, I would be flipping off the roof regardless of if I <laughs> wanted it or not. Like I would probably be in the interview and like, if I didn't yep. get it, they're like, yo, we're going to go with someone else. Like, you know who you should go with? And it'll more than likely be someone that I know. And it blew my mind, like, holy shit, like, that's fucking crazy. Like, this is supposed to be your boy, and you're, mm-hmm. like, going to be somewhere that's going to be seen around the world, and you not bigging him up? Like, yeah. It's like, I appreciate the honesty, but it's still, it, it, was, it's, it was sad to go, like, oh, man, like, that's a fucked up person to interact with. Bullshit. Like, like, damn, that's how you get down? Like. I thought we boys. I thought like the end goal is for all of us to succeed. What did you expect though? Are you going to look to Kanye for, you know, mature leadership? <laughs> like, come on. But like, he's had these moments to where like the whole 
giving he's like giving away his awards or he's like publicly been like yo this person should have won or whatnot but it's interesting to see just like like how does that work like when do you have the moments that are those moments where it's like oh i respect that and then but you just like just throw throw shit out there and that's i think that's the thing that's recently been the biggest issue for me is just the fact that you can just throw something out there and you know it you he knows it's going to cause a fire like Kanye could be like, I don't like Cheetos. I like Doritos. And people be like, Oh shit, fuck Doritos, fuck Cheetos. Like it would just be like, <laughs> it's just what it is. Yep. And to when people go like, Oh, like we shouldn't give these like people this much power. I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like you're listening to his album. You're going to the concert. You're buying the shoes. Like if you don't want to give them power, quote unquote, then let me Buy see it. you stop buying any yeah. other stuff. Let me see you stop streaming it. It's like no. The art is good, like unequivocally. The dude is a musical genius, but a musical genius. Yeah, he loves to pour fire on everything else. (laughs) Nowadays, it's like peak Kanye. The guy can say anything, and people would be all over each other. It is. It is a really, really, really interesting thing. But like I said, I love the fact that it's forcing people to hear different opinions, and then it's like, okay, how are you going to react to them? Because I can easily hear someone say something and not agree with it and we can disagree and i still be the best of friends with you or i that doesn't change anything but it's it's definitely made me see more and more how people seem to be more concerned with like winning than like actually getting things done or, or like actually progress. listening to the other side yeah skill set valued well the other thing that i'm i'm a little concerned about is you're right like kanye is definitely getting a larger group of people to pay attention to issues they never would pay attention to. It's what allows us to have like a fun combination of Iran and Kanye. <laughs> yeah. But that's only good at the beginning. And if you don't shift and actually get those people involved in a more serious way, yeah. that's when things go off. And then the, the action. So so he had he went to the hospital and there was some type mental of mental breakdown. breakdown. Like he he said he liked to call it a breakthrough. And I heard another artist in an interview they had that like it popped up and he said, well, it's just interesting to me on how mental health has always been a thing that's been plaguing people. And then now you want to talk about it because it's affected you. Mm-hmm. And so there's a piece of me that is like, yeah, I get that. Like I get how you can make that critique. And then I don't know. There's a piece. There's a part of me that. Like, oh, I don't want to do that to them because, yeah, they did go through it. And I can't hold against them what happened in the past, but I can go off what's happening now. And my thing is, if you want to start talking about mental health and stuff now, then I want to see you actually start doing work. Like, what steps are you taking to help these things become better? To, like, where are you putting your, where, where are you shining your light at? Like, what are you doing outside of tweeting here and there, these things? Because it's, now it's like, okay, the albums come out, you maybe go on tour. And then once that's done, what you go back to like, all right, I'm off Twitter. Just disappears. Yeah, it's like a few years. I'm like, uh, come on now. And that's probably what's gonna happen. Unfortunately, I can see that happen. I can I'd be willing to bet on that outcome. We'll see. Let's see. I think that that is highly possible to happen. Uh, I don't. know. Iran and fucking Kanye. The other thing you talked a little bit about too was how uh, this kind of first conversation 
talked about like America's most like potent way of gaining its values or or building up international goodwill is our culture, right? And this yeah. intersection of, of Kanye Rand, as fun as it is, is the intersection of politics and culture. Mm-hmm. And what shocks me, right, is we're pushing this whole narrative like John Bolton, national hard line, very, very far right. He's trying to, he, he, he want to blow some shit up. Yeah. The guy wants, regime change is like code for, I want a war, I want a war. And the uh, best way to deal with Iranians, like the whole notion deal was to buy us time so we could win culturally. You already have that, a rising young Iranian population that yeah. loves our culture. They want to buy skateboards. Mm-hmm. They want to have fun. Hell, get them watching Netflix and listening to Kanye yes. and Spotify, and we win. And you don't have to drop a single bomb, and you wait them out. That's a much better play than this whole fiasco. Use Kanye to beat Iran. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, that's what it is. It's so much. That's why I believe it is so heavily that just... Fucking culture, yo. Like, just content. I won't even say culture. Content. Content can single-handedly just shape a narrative and warp your mind like no other. See, I'm like, I fucking saw 2001 A Space Odyssey, and fucking sci-fi was my obsession after that. Like, for watching a movie. Like, I watched this one fucking movie that was trippy as shit. And I was like, damn, I am intrigued by this. I want to see if more stuff is like this. Like, this is fucking bonkers. And that's the thing that's just like, uh, why are we not using this more? Mm -hmm. Like, any chance we get, let's just expose people to these different perspectives. And I think, I think the cream of the crop, like, rises out of that. Those people who become great creators or great leaders. Or those people who impact in those massive ways. I think when they're exposed to that stuff, that's what makes it amazing. I'm like, how many people in India are we missing because they don't have access to something? Like, how many Mm -hmm. people in Iran might be the one who changes something gigantic? And they just don't have exposure to it. And I always say just opportunity and access. Like, those are the only things. That I think really make these like mad. If you just give somebody access to it and then the opportunity to be able to grow and just become who they could or should become, yeah, you don't have to fucking have nuclear <laughs> armaments and sitting down at the table like my button's bigger than your button. <laughs> it's which like what well, literally well, exchange tweets about yeah, it's like well actually Korea, we don't even have a button. So like it's more of like a like a key <laughs> thing, but. Yeah, is the culture it's it's ever changing. And yeah, it's just like fuck. If you just allow our values, and even then if you just say like our values are going through an interesting time right now, I still think for the most part I think for the most part most of the country is is pretty positive. They're like pretty good people. I think it's just a small subsect, like it always is, of just loud motherfuckers who just keep running their shit and just like, shut the fuck up. And, but I know you're not gonna shut up, and I don't wanna suppress anyone's voice. My thing is more so, I'm gonna let y'all scream and whatnot, but let's just start making shit to help people see, like, this isn't the, the only way. This isn't the way to really act or whatnot. That's the thing that concerns, concerns me the most with something like Iran and Kanye is to use the, these tools that you have in a manner in which that 
it's not really authentic. Or at least it doesn't mm-hmm. come across to me as authentic. Because if some if Kanye were to be like, yo, I'm coming back on Twitter because I got to get these albums out and I got to make this bread. I'm like, do your thing. He's saying it. He's being up front. Yeah. Got to give him credit for that. Like, fuck this Iran deal because I want the sun setting to be 35 years instead of 20. Okay. You giving me something to go with at least. Not like this shit is a bad deal. I'm going to get us a good one. Like, uh, what? What's bad about it? Yeah. Especially when we've already done our best to solve the problem. I think, uh, yeah. The the analogy that's been commonly used is it's the equivalent of your house is on fire right now and you're not putting it out because you're worried about the fire in 15 years that's coming as well. And that just defies logic. You should put out the fire, put it out. And then like you have 15 years to get ready for the next fire. And that's just, that's great. Yes. Yeah. What is wrong with that? That's a fucking great analogy. And that is the the simplest way to reduce like the complexities of the Iran deal, nuances around how you build nukes, rich uranium and all these things. But it all comes down to your house is on fire and you put it fucking. Yeah. And that's, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it just. I wonder how it plays out. No plan B, so we'll see. I think we're missing an opportunity here. Held course, embarrassing ourselves in front of our allies. We're driving a wedge between us and Europe, and we're giving the Chinese and the Russians all kinds Yo, of different places to mess with us. China is about to run this shit. China come, China over here Give getting ready run. to build their own semiconductors and processors now. China is like, fuck you. We're about to get this guap and we're about to run this shit. And I'm like, damn. I fuck with y'all, China. Like, y'all ain't never did me dirty. Fuck shit. Can y'all just look out for me when this shit start really popping off? Because last tangent, everybody. If this shit, okay, all this crazy shit that's happening. It's so much crazy shit happening in this administration and whatnot that this should just seem normal. And I'm like, I can't allow this to be normal for me. What the fuck happens when, say, for instance, then all these investigations end, they're like, yo, this dude broke laws or whatnot. And then they're like, yeah, you should be impeached. And then Trump's like, fuck y'all. And then the Supreme Court's like, yo, homie, you got to do this. And he's like, fuck y'all. Like, what the fuck do we do? Like, he's not going willingly. And then my thing is, if Trump knew, I'm pretty sure every other motherfucker knew. Because these are like the weird, this is like the worst crime family ever. This is like the best worst crime family. <laughs> they're amazing because they got it, got it done. Just everything in the process has just been so bad and I'm kind of feeling like that's their superpower. Like it's, it's so bad and so obvious that somehow it's like hiding in plain sight. Like uh, what does John Oliver call, call it? Stupid Watergate. His whole <laughs> yeah, thing, like, which I think is such a great way. Of but I'm like, it's, it's fucking working. Of, it is. It is. And then you, you have a debate over just the basic facts and can't have a real conversation. Question everything. It's like, getting into a fight with somebody about whether or not the sky's blue for the guy. You're not going to get anything. Yeah, it's like... we're. When you we're, can't even agree on that. There's I, no basis for public debate. I'm just surprised that the our intelligence agencies haven't gotten rid of this dude. I'm surprised... Look, he's been calling... He's calling the feds out, calling the CIA out. 
And he just been calling all of them. I'm like, oh, shit, that's not a good look. But I'm like, are they like just biding time? Like, oh, yeah, we coming. Because I have never, I've never experienced a president doing shit like that. And then I just know you don't fuck with them dudes. And we built this system under the impression that whoever we would elect would at least have some sensibility <laughs> to lead, right? And that's why you're, you're seeing like horrible deals being made with the Iranians to, to destroy what we've put in place and just give them everything they need to start building a bomb again. We'd have one ready in a year, potentially. That's fucking um, crazy. They decided to, to reenact it. Estimates vary, but the short answer is it's not very long. Uh, then you see the way he's dealt with China over this threat of trade war. Being a businessman and all, he's terrible at keeping his leverage. He's already announced that he plans uh, to yeah. put the tariffs on hold, and we haven't even agreed to a real deal with the Chinese. And all that will happen is the Chinese are smart about this. They'll drag it out forever, and nothing will actually Yeah, because they're like, yo, we can um, do this. We don't have to do all this passing bills and shit. They're like, the president of China, like, yo, this is how we rolling. And then we're seeing the same thing with the North Koreans, where he made it abundantly clear that he is very eager to have a meeting with Kim Jong-un. And then his dumb ass talking about, I want all your nukes. And then Kim's like, what? Hell no. Nah. so dumb. Yeah, I'm like, why are you saying up. this shit right now, G? Like, but I was curious to know, like, personally, I want to sit down with Trump. I know people are like, what the fuck? I would love to sit down and just be like, yo, talk to me, B. Tell me what's good. And just let him talk. That's the challenge with letting Trump talk. Because when you look at the way he speaks, especially when you read it, it's nothing, this is insane. <laughs> Reading a newspaper and getting Trump quotes is just hilarious. It's like a mad lib. It, it is. When you actually hear him speak, you will insert whatever idea and assumptions that you already have. And that's what actually makes him so effective. Is that when he talks, he'll piss off the folks who already hate him anyway. Yeah. We already hate him. We'll hear the things we want to hear. Yeah. We like him. But it enrages his face excited they will insert in whatever they want to hear is catchphrase it's they'll just like the support. kanye tweet is fucking catchphrases it's like really easy to grab and like oh okay cool oh okay cool and it's that reality tv spin that he spent years homing and perfecting and he was able to look like a real businessman in front of millions of americans in front of the tv so i'm i'm putting him down as the greatest con artist of all time oh yeah i would agree with you. i'm like nobody no this motherfucker got the Came the most powerful man in the world. Like, as much as I don't give a fuck about the dude, I'm like, damn, I gotta give you credit. You you did this shit. Like, you played it. And it's still funny to me that it seems to be the thing that he still wants the most is like this quote unquote elitist approval. It's like like the Nobel stuff. Mm -hmm. He wants these old gray hair European fuckers to <laughs> give him that Nobel so bad. I'm like, bro, accomplish some shit first and then give it to me. Person, when Obama won it, I was like, yo, Obama could have won it for like blowing his nose and I'd be like, hell yeah, he deserves this shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, just come on with it, y'all. Like, dude, this it's a time in which from a business perspective, I think these companies are loving this shit. Like, this is fucking just Everything's up for grabs. Just like, oh, yeah. I may have said it before, but it's a fucking fire sale. Or it's just, it's like the fucking purge. And people are just out there running, grabbing shit. It's 
we back doing like the Rodney King riots mm. right now. Like this yeah, shit is and, wild. And to make it worse, like how can we make an argument for the spread of democracy? Such a shit show. The way the Chinese are looking at us and any democratic activists Dude. in like Hong Kong, they've got nothing to stand up. And right like now. Obama had already fucking repaired our image probably as best as one could during his like first term of like, yo, I know that Bush motherfucker was doing some bullshit, y'all. My bad. Look it. This me now. This your boy. I got y'all. They went from that shit to fucking this shit. And they're like, what the f- Oh, hell no. Nah. We can't trust these motherfuckers with shit. Like, yep. Oh, boy, came in smooth berry, making it all cool. And then you, smooth berry. You let this. <laughs> it's like you went from. I'm trying to think of like, an, like you just cleaned your house. And then, like, that annoying-ass relative came over and just dirtied everything. Mm-hmm. And just like, motherfucker. And I think they're seeing it, and they're just going like, all right, cool. How do, we, how do we make something out of this? Because they're thinking with logic, with reason, and with purpose. And a purpose that's, even if it is individual, I'm using China as an example, their president, he still knows that, like, whatever decision I make is going to affect these billion-odd people in China. So. He's still working with a purpose that's like China is going to be great. China's going to be awesome. This motherfucker over here trying to bring coal jobs back. I'm like, fam, this shit is done. Gone. Like, they barely employ anybody anymore. Yeah, I'm like it's not, it's not and happening. Their shit jobs. <laughs> yeah, like, it, 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 uh, and it's gone. It's not coming back. Yep. And then the like ZTE thing is like me and President. I can never pronounce his name. Like we're working really hard to get. ZTE. But he back. just tried to shut it down like two weeks ago. Yeah, but then so he's like, understand. a lot of Chinese jobs being lost. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I care about Chinese jobs? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, like, what you talking about Chinese jobs? <laughs> like, I'm confused, man. Like, every time I attempt to give you a shot, you start doing shit like this. And I'm like, wait, time out. And it goes back to the point about him killing his leverage, right? You hold the line until you get what you want. That's just a basic element yes. of negotiating a deal. And it's, again, I'm no business person here. Like, I don't know a lot. But I get that very basic fundamental principle of Dude, negotiating. Right? Okay, you can make it even more simplistic than that. I'm a kid. I want to go outside and play. I know what I need to do to go outside and play. Mom and dad have let me know what I need to do to go outside and play. How much am I willing to do to go outside and fucking play? <laughs> That's all it seems like to me. It's just like, all right, China, Iran, y'all want this. I want this. Tell me what you want to do, and I'll see where I can meet you. Like, as simple as that. Mom said, all I got to do is wash the dishes. Mom, let me wash the dishes, and then when I come back, I'll finish the rest up. Deal. All right, cool. Done. Your sunset clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, this shit is not. Like, but I guess when, I guess if you, like, just don't give a fuck, it's kind of like. Would you like some more Duce, Uh Yes. This thing is delicioso. The problem here, though, is that what Trump's doing is not Memphis Bleak. to improve the world. It's not to improve American standing. It's to that and keep his base riled up with his core message, even if it's totally against their own interests. That's <laughs> the worst part about this. Okay, see, this is the thing I will challenge a little bit on. I don't believe or necessarily like the phrase someone's own interest because it seems like a lot of these people don't know what the fuck their own interests are they don't but they should (laughs) 
And some of them are waking up to it. Like you talk to any farmers in like Iowa and they look at what he's talking about doing with the Chinese or with NAFTA and they're like, wait a minute. Oh, if this happens, it's going to really negatively impact my business. Yeah, I know avocados. These prices fucking wild. Chinese were smart about it. They targeted some of their counter tariffs specifically into districts. I saw like states Harley Davidson Trump. was one of them. That that really made me laugh. Like I cried yeah. laughing. Like legit LOL tear. Like soybean. Yeah, and like Harley product. fucking Davidson. <laughs> like what the fuck? And I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like they're directly yeah. going to it. Yeah. I, I we like so I was reading this article that said that most of like conferences and stuff from like foreign dignitaries and businessmen or whatnot, they'll hold him at like a Trump owned property now mm-hmm. to like fees for his, uh, what the fuck is that place in Morrow bullshit? That place in Florida, like the, it's going up like a hundred grand for membership. Oh yeah. Doubled or whatever. I'm like, damn, but that's the thing is annoying as fuck. But I'm like, man, at least you, you plan the game. He's like, I'm gonna get all I can while I can. Because I am intrigued to see when this shit crumbles. And it will. There's no way this keeps going. You think he makes his whole term? I think so, yeah. I think the only way Trump doesn't keep being president is when we vote him out. That is the only way. I don't think he'll be impeached. I don't think there's any political consensus to do that. Um, Yeah, if I had to bet on this, the only way we get rid of Trump is elected out. I don't think he's gonna make it. I don't know. I think he he can he can make it long enough. I think Bob, good old Bob Mueller. I mm. think he he got some shit in the chamber. I don't know. I think you're putting a little too much faith. And the other big problem is you can't indict a sitting president. There's that whole problem. True. You're talking about a guy who's gonna play by the rule. Mueller will play by every rule of the books. Just so yeah. See that that's my thing. I will take a methodical. This is purely just off of Mueller. Not of not my thoughts aren't on anything that he might find or anything. My thoughts are from this dude being a shark and him knowing that there is blood in the water. And I think like for a person like him, I did like a deep Google rabbit hole on Robert Mueller. <laughs> we're also like so far. We're a tangent within a tangent. Within yeah. Maybe a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> we're like tangent adjacent. Tangent inception right now. I went and pretty much everything describes this dude is like once he takes on a task, like that's it. The checkbox will get marked and he will make sure that every detail. And that's the thing that I think is the key is just how detailed he is. And I don't think that he's going to be like, oh, he broke this crime and this crime or that crime or whatnot. I feel like he understands the game. I know the kingpin, he, he's, he's already built, Trump has perfectly built himself a nice wall of protection. I think what he's doing, he's going to squeeze the shit out of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And those are always the ones that crack. I haven't seen many people. Drug dealers and whatnot get caught up, and it wasn't them that snitched on themselves. It was the homie or this person. So I think that he's going to squeeze the shit out of everyone else, and then it's just going to be like, yeah. And he's already doing that. He is making his way up the chain. Um, but I do think he gets to a point where Trump throws some of his closest buddies under the bus, claims he didn't do it. 
Oh hell yeah, he he and definitely is. Trump Trump is definitely he is snitch like crazy. Well, and the other thing that's so confusing about this situation is is Mueller is not some left wing Democrat, ain't a Clinton supporter. You're talking about a Republican mm-hmm. who was nominated by Bush. Yep. To be the FBI director, just it was weeks before 9/11. Didn't they make a rule? I feel like they made a rule where the FBI dude can like serve longer, like ten years. I want to say or because something of like, him, because of him. Yeah, yeah, I was like, holy was so shit! So good at it, and then Obama just kept going. Well, like, fuck it, you doing it? Um, so this guy is well respected by just about everybody, and yet he is still a Republican, and yet his loyalty is questioned. Question: We've reached that. point. And that that's a difficult thing. But Republicans in the past, I would say, like, they annoy the shit out of me. But I at least still could respect them because they still had a value. They have values. These new motherfuckers, I'm like, yo, what is going on? Like, y'all just seem like y'all just, like, fuck everything and everyone that's not giving us money. And if you don't look like us. And that's the thing that's really, really interesting. Because there are folks, like, some of my mom's neighbors, they you would call them republicans now like i'll talk to one of them on the corner and he'll start talking to me like hey i was reading this thing about um uh cory booker and i'm just like whoa what the fuck like you would have never <laughs> said a democrat name like remotely and then now like they just they just can't they just don't feel like they have anything in common with the current republican establishment and that's the intriguing thing to me it's just like what are you guys doing to yourself yeah moderates on both sides are getting removed and slaughtered in elections much more so of course with republicans but even within democratic politics yeah i'm not a fan of this whole like i'm gonna let y'all know right now i don't give a fuck about either party (laughs) like there ain't too many politicians that i've ever heard met or known that i'm like yeah i I rock with this dude because i'm like homie somebody you got pockets and checks you gotta cash from somebody and that's the thing to me that will forever make me like, eh, I don't know about you motherfuckers. But at least with Democratic extremists, they're not resorting to racism and nominating Nazis. Yeah. You know, I the hope they thing. don't go to that shit because it's like. Um, definitely a, a right only phenomenon. Um, but, you know, at a higher level, drawing this back to Iran, when you remove moderates and you get rid of them. Um, a system that values compromise and actually getting things done. You get the scenario we have around Iran on both sides. Like mm-hmm. even within the Iranian government, there's this notion we were talking about at the very beginning where the, the moderates are getting all this extra pressure now because their deal fell through. They made a deal with the Americans and they got screwed. And yeah, now the hardliners so have all the legitimacy to, to just in. start going cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Exactly. And then you're going to let them, they're going to have no reason to not build nukes. So it's a, it's a terrible balance, terrible Fuck, I didn't even think of that. Holy shit. So not only are you empowering the wackos who would use nukes to yeah. cause havoc, but now you've removed the document that gave them any reason to not do it. Yeah. And you're going to make economic situations worse. So you lose this closing window to win over these young Iranians that already kind of really like America. Yeah. But now they're not going to have jobs. Damn. They're not going to have a future. They're easily radicalized. And it's the same thing here in the States. Um, it's right wing it's a shame that that term is not widely used when it's right wing extremists here in the United States that have killed more Americans yeah I've, I've definitely thrown it out and I've, people have gotten at me on Twitter like there's no definition I'm like personally fuck you and that definition 
My man is out here terrorizing, causing all kinds of issues, kiss my ass. Yep. And he still get to go to the fucking airport and go through fucking TSA and they don't pull his ass out. But let me let my beard go out. And they're like, yo, can you like, come on, bro. What happened in Charlotte was, was terror. You're literally using a vehicle just like ISIS calls its own folks to do to slam into other people and kill them. That's the like, man. I wanted to slap the shit I out of somebody who was like, that. that's not a terror. Like, bruh, he's fucking killing people because of his views. Yeah. Like, I thought that's what the terrorist word was for. Like, okay, whatever. Muggles, man. Muggles, y'all be on bullshit. Y'all be on real bullshit. Well, at the end of the day, what's always been the biggest threat to America was never the Iranians, whether they have nukes or not, or whether the moderates or the hardliners are in power, even in North Korea or the Chinese or the Russians. We could just keep going on and on. Like, ever since the end of World War II, even counting the Soviets, frankly, like, we've always been our own worst enemy. Yep. We always have. Damn colonizers. <laughs> That are be getting people. If it's just like, uh. But, oh, snap. This was fun. Yeah, this, These shits this are always fun. Fast. Wow, all right. Yeah. It'd be good times. So, Muggles, you got another one from us. Ducey. Cut us a check, Ducey. No, you didn't even look at it. I'm not even going to talk about the money. Just sponsor an event for us. Let us have like a, a Perceive a Caution live episode. And we can give everybody do say, <laughs> and maybe Hove can stop by. I'm just saying, just I'm not asking for too much. We just got to come up with another catchy thing like a, a Ranya. Like that's gonna be. Gonna I be think tough. when we talk about what 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 we want to do for the next episode, we'll have some good ones. Come. We gotta get those 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 cultural combos. And for anyone that tries to get at me because they go here it is. Yeah, he's still my boy. He just don't bullshit. Shout out to Hove, Mr. Rock. Uh, hi, Mama. It was, this is fun. This is good. I always enjoy this shit because I learned something. I, I learned know, a lot about Kanye. I didn't know any of that shit about Iran. Now I'm about to be like at home, like, damn, Iran is crazy. It's hot out in these streets. Like, yeah. So, folks, remember, it's a cold world out there. And sometimes, well, most of the time, you don't have a blanket. And live long and prosper. <laughs> I want you all to swerve. Be happy. I don't think happiness is a right. I think happiness is earned. It ain't deserved. And In pursuit of happiness, right? Ooh, something like that. Just have those little moments or whatnot. That's Demo Joe, y'all. Indiana Steel Joe. Yeah, uh. Indiana Joe, Demo Joe. Where, where did Demo Joe even come from? What, 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 I don't know. It's just one of those, just AKA, just popped up. Oh, okay. Just guys yeah. like they just keep rolling, just rolling all the tongue. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you again for listening. Thanks, everybody. To proceed with caution. It's a caution thing. Be cautious.